Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about my marketing playbook, Accelerator, our brand new 10-week program designed to fast track you to consistent $5,000 months. I'll be walking you through our marketing playbook to communicate your value with confidence, attract your dream clients on autopilot, and confidently convert through a winning sales process. It is incredible. I'm going to be working with you live every single week for 10 weeks. The doors to the accelerator are open in just a few short days, but they are not open for long. So if you want in, all you need to do is head on over to Instagram at lalasocialclub.co and send me a DM with the word fast and I will send you all of the details. I can't wait to work with you. Welcome to My Business Playbook, where we pull back the curtain on the steps and missteps of successful people. You'll hear a raw and unfiltered play-by-play of what's worked and what hasn't, giving you helpful advice and insights so you can build your dream business. I'm your host, Laura Higgins, and this is My Business Playbook. Well, hello and welcome back to My Business Playbook. It is so good to be with you today. Thank you so much for joining us, whatever it is you're doing, whether you're cleaning the house, driving your kids somewhere, or uh, if you're working out, good on you. You're an inspiration to us all. Whatever you're doing, I hope that you're having a lovely time. And I'm really looking forward to today's episode. It's a little bit different. We've got something really cool in store for you. We're opening the doors to My Marketing Playbook again very, very soon in a few short days. And I thought, why not sit down with a few of our students? We have some incredible students inside of my marketing playbook, which is our six-week marketing course for creatives. We have some incredible students. We have some incredible business owners, and these are just a few of them. And I thought it'd be awesome to sit down, hear a bit of you know, how they found the course, but also just hear about their big wins that they've seen in their business, how their business has grown. Because I know that hearing the startup stories of business owners who are very well established, who've been doing this for ages, that's really inspiring because they've got this wealth of knowledge and they have this kind of wisdom that I absolutely love hearing. But there's something really cool about hearing the journey of someone who is exactly where you're at and someone who is fresh, who's starting out. And yeah, these these women that we're interviewing today, they've been running their businesses for a while. They've come up against the same problems, the same challenges that you have when it comes to their marketing. And so I thought it'd be really cool to unpack that and really just un- unpack some of their journey as women in business, as creative women in business. So it's going to be incredible. Now, I just want to let you know before we begin, we're hosting a masterclass that is happening this Thursday night at 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time and Friday morning, 8 a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time. So if you want to come along, head on over to mymarketingplaybook.com forward slash masterclass and you can get access to that and save your spot. I would love to see you inside the masterclass. If you're thinking about joining my marketing playbook, like these students have, then I encourage you to come along and I'll also be talking a little bit about that as well. Okay, let's dive into my conversation with these three wonderful entrepreneurs. I'm going to intro them as we go and I know you're going to love it. Let's do it. Well, 
Our first guest today is the wonderful Meg from Design by Meg. She builds powerful and timeless brands to help you visually express and showcase the unique story of your business. She's a branding and website specialist and one of our wonderful My Marketing Playbook students. And there are so many great students in our program, but I wanted to chat with you today, Meg, because I wanted to unpack your journey of how you started your business and what's working for you right now, because I know a lot of our listeners can relate to your journey. So tell us a little bit about your wonderful business. What do you do and who do you serve? Uh, yeah, so I've been um, dabbling in freelance work for about oh, five years since I finished uni in 2017. Um, mainly just started by oh, doing little things for people I knew until I got my first job at a marketing agency. Uh, so I left there at the start of last year and ever since then I've been doing all my own work um, and it's been it's been so awesome. I'm so glad that I decided to leave there and go out on my own. Yeah, so I mainly work with uh, Newcastle local clients, but, you know, sometimes I get some from Sydney or elsewhere in Australia, so that's that's amazing as well. Um, and at the moment, I actually have two full days working with two separate businesses. So, yeah, it adds a bit of structure to my week. It's um, guaranteed work for the week. And, yeah, the rest of my time is just on other freelance projects here and there. So that's amazing. Yeah, and I work with some amazing people on those teams as well. So one's quite like a corporate business and the other is um, a small marketing agency. So that's that's been amazing. That's incredible. And I love it's really nice to have that structure in your week, isn't it? Especially mm. when, because how long have you been running your business for now? Oh, well, probably like full time, um, two years. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so cool. Yeah. So I was still doing some extra work on the side. Um, this year is where I feel it's really like, I know it's only March, but I feel like it's really taken off and I've actually got yeah. enough work to be full time. So that's exciting. So it's always scary to go fully on your own you know, if you're not going to have work for a month or so. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I'm feeling like it's going in the right direction. And how did you go? Because two years is not long to, like, no. make that leap. How did how did you navigate that? Was there a moment where you thought, okay, I'm ready to go full-time? There was. Um, uh, the previous company I was working for wasn't, wasn't for me. Uh, yeah. It didn't really work out. Um, and so that was when... That, that actually killed my confidence quite a bit. Um, and so I had a couple of months off from graphic design because I was like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and started doing, yeah, something different, just casual disability work, which was great as well. Um, but, yeah, after about a month of not doing design, I was like, okay, get me back. I actually have some creativity coming now. So, yeah, that's just when I started, you know, actually making an effort to post back on my Instagram. I always had that, but it, it wasn't yeah. getting used that frequently. Um, yeah, and so that was kind of the push. And once I started getting work, I was like, okay, we can do something with this. Um, yeah. yeah, and so I guess that's, yeah, in the past year and a half, I've really been getting clients on board. Yeah, so I feel like I'm at a point where now this, yeah, I'm definitely going to stick with graphic design because there was a moment where I doubted that for a bit, but. Yeah. yeah. And isn't it funny how, you know, moments like that where you kind of realize, oh, this job isn't the right fit for mm -hmm. me, it, it's actually a blessing in disguise, but it can knock your confidence a bit and make you feel yeah. like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And it's just that it's not a good fit. Yeah. And 
I think that's such a good lesson to learn, you know, and, and it happens still with me. Like I find sometimes even with certain clients that we work with, if it's not a good fit, it doesn't mean that they're not a good business or I'm not a good business or what we do isn't good. It just means that it's not aligned. And, and it's, yeah. it's really like empowering when you can kind of take yourself out of that picture a little bit and go, it's actually, it, it's okay. If it's my work. It's not me personally. Yeah, definitely. Which is much easier said than done, right? It's, yeah. <laughs> uh, it took a while, you know, having like a full-time job and obviously full-time income. Um, it yeah. took me a long time to realize, hang on, like, yeah, I need to get out of this. So, yeah. so glad I did. Best thing, yeah. best thing I've done. Yeah. Ah, so it's really, really impressive. So when you started my marketing playbook, so you joined up in October last year. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Hey, mm-hmm. what was your biggest marketing challenge at the time? Like, what was the thing that you kept coming up against that you found tricky? Oh, definitely making time for my own brand. So it's funny how, you know, every day I'm working on someone else's branding or their website, but I just wasn't putting any, any work into mine whatsoever. But I think from a strategic point of view, I was just like, take social media, for example, because Instagram is where I get um, Mm. most of my clients from just messages through there, which, so obviously, you know, that's the platform for me that I should be spending time on. Um, And I was just posting, oh lucky to be like, you know, once every two weeks, probably less, probably less. And just like throwing up whatever I had no, no strategy, no purpose. Um, and I mean, it still looked nice, but I wouldn't say it was adding value at all. Um, so that was probably like the one reason I came to my marketing playbook was to mainly, Oh, it sounds bad, but to kind of force myself to actually make the time and do it. Um, so I guess signing up for something, yeah you're throwing yourself in, you've got to do it. Otherwise it's such a waste. And I knew I was going to be like, oh, all right, come on, let's do this. But I actually lo- I loved it so much and there's so many useful resources in there and um, it all makes a bit more sense. Like I don't just whip out my phone now and be like, oh, I'm going to chuck that up. I'll actually be like, okay, what have I last posted? Like what is, what is this going to mean and how am I actually going to talk to my audience? So yeah. it's made me really aware of that. Um, yeah. Super helpful with other clients as well but, yeah, mainly for my own business. So yeah, yeah, I think just mainly thinking about what I'm doing and being consistent and not forgetting about the online platform for a month because I can't be bothered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like the plumber with the leaky taps, isn't it? Because yeah. <laughs> when we're doing it for others, we can forget. Like we have so many social media managers, mm. so many graphic designers like yourself that come into the program and they're like, I know I need to be doing this. It's just oh. I kind of need someone to give me a plan on how to yeah, how to do it. Definitely the plan and just you make it so easy. <laughs> like it's just there and, you know, you can just – quickly get an idea or something. So having, having like the, my marketing playbook, um, the prompts was amazing. Cause I find that that's like the hardest thing sometimes is it's like, what am I posting? Like what, what can I actually oh, share? Yeah. yeah. That, um, so that is like our fill in the blank content. That plan, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are caption scripts in there. There's like, and I know that you wouldn't use Canva, like you're a designer, but there are Canva templates in there. We try to make it like, hey, like all you need to do is fill in the little blanks and you've got posts. So you've kind of got no reason to not be posting, Exactly, um, which is great. So 
And what I love about what you've done, Meg, is that you have been really consistent in in your marketing since since doing the program and and also what I love is that you've you've picked you've actually kind of been strategic with what you implement straight away because there is a lot that we cover like we cover mm-hmm. messaging we cover um, branding your website social media email marketing Facebook ads like there's a breadth of ideas and and you know strategies that we're covering. And I love that you've kind of zeroed in and gone, okay, what do I need to focus on right now? Like what's my next best thing Mm -hmm. as opposed to trying to do everything at once and, and freaking yourself out. And what would you say to someone who is keen to build their marketing plan, but they feel like they're short on time? Yeah. So I felt this exact same way. Um, I remember messaging you, Laura, uh, just before the My Marketing Playbook started and I was like, I really want to do this, but I'm so busy at the moment and, you know, just coming into Christmas, I was like, I don't have the time. And it was, yeah, it was actually a blessing in disguise because I think you only run it twice a year. So I was like, okay, just do it, just do it. We'll see how we go. Um, and, yeah, so it it was, it's it's only, what, one hour a week, the live, like, live session and then this workbook that you get, you can do that in your own time. So, I'm, I'm guilty. I'm still yet to go back and implement a lot of it, but yeah. I made every live session and I actually read through everything and like worked through the notes and stuff like that. So, but what I can say is pick the part that you need most in the beginning. So it, it worked out well for me because you started with social media and having a strategy. A lot of mm. the first few lessons were about that. And also, you know, um, defining your brand and your messaging. So that was something that, like, so bad to say, but I didn't even have messaging. Yeah. <laughs> I literally didn't. So that was great. And I was stumped on that at the start. I was like, oh, God, how come I can't even figure this out for myself? But, um, yeah, so I remember you also saying just with social media, for example, you don't have to be on every single platform. Um and, you know, I'm just like not really a LinkedIn person and I was always like scrolling through the feed trying to like find something relevant <laughs> for me and I was like, oh, this just isn't me either. So, yeah, my number one thing is Instagram. That's where I get most of my clients through. So that was my focus. Um, yeah. And I do just share to my Facebook page automatically as well. Um, but that was my focus. So I really worked on a strategic plan for posting on there and making sure that it was consistent so yeah, my advice would be don't get overwhelmed by don't read ahead and look at the other look at the other modules like you know cuz I was like, "Oh my god, there's so many things." Um but yeah, really focus on maybe like one, two, three things in the beginning. So for me it was my messaging um and I guess my like I knew I knew who my my ideal clients were, but I wasn't really thinking about how I wanted to speak to them. So I guess that comes with defining your brand. Um yeah, and then choose one one or two social media platforms. You don't need them all. Maybe one day. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love that. that That's the work. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's such good advice. And I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to do everything all at once. Mm. Whereas, you know, you can always refer back to yeah. modules when you're ready to tackle email marketing or ads yeah. or any of those other things. So I love that you have been – it's kind of like knowing yourself, hey, and going, yeah, yeah. I know this is going to overwhelm me or I know that I'll get to that one day, yeah. but I don't have to do it all 
I mean, you know, if you're right away. not working like a lot, by all means, jump in and do it. But I think a lot of a lot of other people in the group as well, they were probably, you know, trying to tackle full-time work yeah. as well. So um, I think it's better to do it properly. And, I mean, I've actually got it in my diary this month. I'm going to look at email marketing. So that's... Yes. <laughs> this. Oh, I'm glad about that. That's exciting. I have not done that yet. Yeah. And I remember when you jumped into the Facebook group and you were like, you know, hashing out your one-liner and like in those workshops, it was awesome to see people start to go because we do a live workshop each week where pretty much it's just people fire their questions Mm. on that particular topic. And it was really cool seeing people go, oh, like now I'm communicating clearly like what it is I do, who it is I help and the result that they get and and your message and your tagline that sits on your Instagram, sits on your website, like that is – really clear and really strong so you've done such a great job at developing that and I think it's cool I I do remember in the Facebook group seeing oh like it it get refined and people give you feedback and it got changed like a few times I think actually yeah Um, yeah because it's so hard to put it into one line yeah I know oh a lot of people in the group were struggling with that especially yeah like a few services a few main services so yeah I'm glad that I have that now and it's just there. (laughs) Yeah. And module one, that messaging module is like ground zero. It is the foundation of your whole marketing. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm like, everyone needs to know this. Everyone needs to work on this. And honestly, it could be a course in and of itself, really. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot to it. Yeah. Okay. Final question for you. What has been your biggest win so far? I know that you're already pretty well booked out for the beginning of this year. You've seen some incredible growth. You've attracted some beautiful clients that you really love working with but what has been like your big juicy win that you're like oh my gosh I couldn't believe that I did this oh my biggest win is just this year kind of having the realization that this could be a full-time job like I think I always thought I'd just be side hustling and then yeah I'm like oh actually if I put in the work and the time and the effort and be organized this could actually be a full-time job for me so um yeah, that, that feeling's only come, oh, yeah, I would say two months ago when I realised I was getting enough work and actually being confident um, for so long I wasn't confident and I was undercharging and I'm finally at a point now where I don't have to say yes to every um, inquiry, which is honestly I'd say that's the biggest win because, you know, there's always going to be um, problematic jobs that you get that want to pay like, hundred dollars for a logo or something and I, I would have done that like a hundred percent would have done that a couple of years ago whereas now yeah. like no um and having clients that actually align with your values as well so yeah I'm starting to see some of the clients I have at the moment are amazing and they're really like in line with who I want to be working with and promoting so yeah that's definitely the biggest win is just overall feeling like it's all coming together and being confident about it. Yes, Meg, no one else can really see me, but I am smiling ear to ear right now. I'm so stoked for you and well done because you, you've you done the work to, to get to this point and I think there are so many incredible things ahead of you and I love the work that you do and I think, you know, I'm so pleased to hear that you're not undercharging anymore, that you're, you know, increasing your prices and working with the right people that, you know, it just makes, as creatives, we need to work with people that we like, (laughs) Like, you know, it makes it 
more fun and and it, yeah, it just makes work feel like just easier. So I am just so stoked for you and well done. I just want to say that is all you. You've done an incredible job and I'm really looking forward to seeing all the wonderful things that you do next. Where can people follow you online? Where can people connect with you further? Because I know people listening will want to see your journey as well. Yeah, well, as I said, Instagram would be the main one. Um, so that's actually underscore designed by Meg, all just one word. And my website is www.designbymeg.com.au. Yeah, they would be, they're, they're my main two. <laughs> Incredible. Well, we're going to link to those in our show notes and make sure that everyone can connect with you. But it's been an absolute pleasure, Meg. I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for spending the time today. Thank you so much for having me. I love Meg's story. She is really inspiring and I love seeing how her business has grown. Our next student that we are spotlighting in this conversation today, one of many students that we could be spotlighting, is Georgia Hartman. Now, Georgia is the founder of Hormone Health Studio. She's a naturopath, passionate about supporting women on their hormonal health and fertility journey. She has seen some incredible results in the past six months since she's implemented what she's learned inside of my marketing playbook. Let's dive into my chat with the wonderful Georgia. Well, Georgia, I am so glad to have you here. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us and to talk to us about your business and about your journey so far. Before we begin, tell us a little bit about Hormone Health Studio. Tell us about what you do and how you started. Yeah, so thank you for having me. I am a naturopath. I specialize in women's health and fertility, and it all started on the back end of my own fertility journey. In my early 20s, I was diagnosed with a condition called premature ovarian failure, which is basically early menopause. Um, and as a 20-something-year-old, I was sitting across from an IVF specialist who told me that I don't qualify for IVF, you know, that it's going to be this big journey. And if I want to have a baby, I'm going to have to go through donor egg and you know, it's a, it's a lot to comprehend when, <laughs> you know, you're out partying, yeah. you know, you're not even at that stage of your life. So I then went through this whole journey of going, okay, well, what are all the things that affect my hormones? What's in my control? What's not in my control? And what are we going to do about this? Because frankly, I didn't have the money to go through IVF. I wasn't, you know, and I didn't even qualify. So I was like, there's surely there's other things that can be done here. So I then spent the next few years, I mean, I was studying at the time, so I was very interested in hormones at that point. But then once I'd graduated, I'd spent the next few years really looking at okay, what are all of the factors that are in my control and how can I support myself to get pregnant? Naturally, ideally, but at least get pregnant, however that may look like and sustain a healthy pregnancy. Long story short, we got pregnant naturally quite easily once we started trying and had this great pregnancy, had our home birth. Otto's now 18 months. He's a Leo. He's like fire. Um, and so I have this real passion for supporting women on their hormonal health and fertility journey. And so that's how hormone health started. I also have a sister with stage four endometriosis and just watching her go through the debilitating pain that's often associated with that condition and the relief she got from complementary medicine was phenomenal. Wow. So all about it. Anything hormonal, anything fertility related, I'm all ears. Wow. And so you've been... What an incredible journey. And 
I, I'm really excited because you're coming back on the podcast very soon and we're going to dive deep into all of this. But you've been running a business for two years and you started your business when you were pregnant with baby number one with Otto. And now you are, you're kind of this powerhouse businesswoman. You have since, you've hired, how many people have you hired in the last like six months? I have three staff. Yeah. In probably the last six months. Crazy. So talk to us about like, what do you think was the big, you know, if you think about before you did my marketing playbook and, and before you really hit this big growth period, what do you think was your big challenge at that time? I knew that my demographic was on Instagram, right? I knew that that's where I needed to be. Originally, I'd started a Facebook page and I got nothing. And I realized that that's not where my people were. My people were on Instagram. But then my problem was trying to navigate the Instagram algorithm and figuring out some sort of marketing uh, regime. I don't know, plan, plan, (laughs) marketing plan that... I could do, you know, that I could, I didn't have the finances to outsource a huge marketing team. So I thought, okay, well, if I need to be on Instagram, how am I going to make this work? And I mean, originally my marketing plan was let's just be consistent. Yes. Yep. (laughs) So that got me to a certain degree and then it got to, okay, this is growing. This is great. I need something a bit more structured. I need help. I need a plan. I need something where I'm just not on the whim writing a post at the end of the day going, okay, what am I going to talk about today? And it all (laughs) becoming a bit overwhelming, you know, but I, yeah, I think a big part of it was, okay, let's get on Instagram, but let's try and make this significant and substantial. Yes. I love that. And, and a big thing that we work with people on is like, actually, you just need to add value and if you're not adding value, you're adding to the noise. So I, I totally feel like what you've done with your Instagram is incredible. And, you know, the other day I, I was saying to you before you record, the other day I opened my inbox and there's a neutral organics email that has your face <laughs> on it. And I was like, sent you a message being like, what the heck is going on? You're just everywhere. And it seems like you've really skyrocketed. And and I know a lot of people listening would would kind of want to unpack like, how how did you do that? Were there any strategies, tools or lessons? Like how did you actually take what you were already doing and grow it in the way that you've done it? Mm. It's funny. People are probably going, oh, my gosh, she sounds like she's got a million followers. I've got like 5,000 followers. <laughs> you know, there's, not, there's not a lot, but the conversion is great. Yes. And what I found is, and I remember talking to you about this in my marketing playbook, was I, I get stuck with content because I didn't want to give too much a way of how I support people in clinic, but it's the what and the why. And a big part of my practice is education. And it's like, great. Instagram is where I can educate. So a lot of what I've done is going, okay, well, this is what I see in clinic. This is what people are dealing with. This is what it is. This is why it's a problem. Now this is the place to come to, to get some sort of resolution. So cool. And I love that distinction of the what and the why, because a lot of people get they kind of do a number on themselves because they think, oh, I need to share everything I know. And it's like, A, it overwhelms them and your audience anyway. And they're like, I don't know. It's too hard to even make a decision. But B, it's not really valuing your service uh, and your expertise as well. So I think there's this beautiful balance of adding value, but also recognizing that 
what you offer is is valuable in and of itself and we need to make offers like this is my whole I'm always like hey when's the last time you made an offer you know when's the last time you told someone how they can work with you so talk to me what has been your biggest win so far since doing the course like what what do you think has been the big thing that you look back on and you're like oh my gosh that was incredible I think getting on staff, it's really, what I found really tricky was at what point do you make the call to outsource, Mm -hmm. right? And it can be so hard when you're a sole trader and it's like, you know, you start making money and you're like, this is great, but I don't have time in the day to do all of the other things. And then it's like, okay, at what point do we make that call? So that was probably once I got the admin staff on though, and it's like she was taking care of emails and you know taking hours off my plate. I was like, oh my goodness, I have time to think about where I want the business to go. Yes. And so, although it's a cost, right, and particularly when you have administrative staff who don't necessarily bring in revenue to the business, you can have a battle mentally with yourself about whether that's the right move. But as soon as you've got space to breathe, it's like, okay, great. What's the next step here? Yes. I love that. I love that. And what was the tipping point for you to even be able to hire the admin staff? Like, did you have a goal number of clients? Did you have a goal revenue? How did that kind of look? I was looking for, because at the time I was doing five full days a week. And when you're doing 40 hours of one-on-one consulting, like one, it's exhausting, right? But two, it, I mean, I love my job, yeah. <laughs> but it um, doesn't give you time to think about the business. And I knew that I wanted the business to be bigger than just me. And I wanted to move out of this bedroom and, you know, I wanted to get out of the house. So I needed at some point to go, okay, I'm not keeping up with emails. Like I like my return on emails to be 24 hours, 48 hours. And as soon as it wasn't hitting that, I was like, okay, this is getting out of hand and I'm not, I'm not managing yeah. my partner, Stephen, He's an engineer, but he did a double degree in engineering and commerce. And so he has a real businessy brain. I don't, I don't think in numbers, like it's not natural to me. Like ask me a fertility question. (laughs) So he played a big role in kind of giving me that push to just hire someone. Um, But yeah, I think it it got to a point where I was, there just weren't enough hours in the day for me to do everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, It's incredible. And I feel like watching your business has been a real joy, seeing how it's grown, seeing how you've, it's it's been incredible and seeing how you've shifted and you've, you've like, I think there's something about, you know, when we as business owners who've started our own thing out of a passion for what we love, there's something really cool when people are attracted to that and people go, Hey, I want to work for you. Even that in and of itself is kind of wild when it's like, Oh, cool. Like, <laughs> it's, mm, absolutely. it's awesome. It's really, it's such a cool achievement. And I think the fact that you've done that in six months time is, is six month period is amazing. What would you say to someone who is listening and like you has kids is kind of doing the juggle and, already feels a little bit strapped for time. What would you say to someone who's thinking about doing my marketing playbook, but is is a bit worried about time? Oh, it frees up so much time. It's so funny because it seems contradictory when you say that because six weeks seems like a big commitment, but I remember just all I had to do was commit each week to, you know, the session that you did and committing to the videos, but then come the end of the six weeks, 
my goodness, it was just clarity in so many different aspects of business that I had no, I, I didn't know that I didn't know about these aspects of business and marketing. So as soon as you complete that, it's like, great. Now this is the action plan that I have. And these are the things that I need to do. And I need to implement that are actually going to free me up more time, but be totally financially beneficial in the long run. Yeah. That's the, and that's the thing I I feel like for so many people, it feels like, oh my gosh, like, can I invest the time? Can I invest the money? But it's this thing of, A, like marketing generates revenue if you do it right. You're already Mm. spending time on marketing anyway. Why not just know that you're doing it right as well? Because you can spend so much time scrolling Instagram and being thinking, oh, I'm doing my thing, but it's like. And I was, (laughs) my goodness, the amount of hours that I was on Instagram doing nothing with someone who didn't have the time to do that. It's like, what was I doing? (laughs) How exhausting. Oh my gosh. It's, yeah, it's, it's really true. Well, Thank you so much for spending the time. And I'm, as I said, I'm really looking forward to sitting down with you and unpacking your journey more because I know you've got some awesome things in the works. Where can people follow you and engage with you further and, and connect with everything that you're doing? You can find me at Hormone Health Studio on Instagram. We are based in Newcastle, but we're online at the moment. Um, we will have a physical practice opening up um, in town in Newcastle, which is very exciting. That is incredible. Well, make sure that you follow Georgia at Hormone Health Studio on Instagram. And yeah, I know that there's going to be some really cool things in the works. Thank you so much, Georgia, for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Our next student that we're going to spotlight is Tessa Lloyd. Tessa is a mental health occupational therapist. She's a women's mentor. She hosts her own podcast. She supports women through mentoring with integrity, authenticity, and warmth. She's also been a guest on our podcast before, so you might recognize her voice. Let's hear a little bit more from Tessa Lloyd. Well, Tessa, thank you so much for joining us. I'm so grateful to have you here. Can you tell us a little bit about your business and what you do and who you work with? Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me, Law. I So I run two different businesses. I've got a mentoring business and a therapy clinic as well, which has required a completely different approach across all areas, finances, marketing, social media, organizing, everything has been completely different. Yeah, so that's what I do throughout my week. About four days a week, I'm in the therapy clinic. And then I also run some of my online mentoring sessions from here as well. Incredible. And and who do you serve with your online mentoring sessions? I know you've got such a beautiful group of women and I've been lucky enough to be able to do some little pop-up training with them as well. Who are the types of people that you serve in in that space? Well, I've developed a bit of a process that um, so the clients that I bring in for a self-led program are working on their mental health. So they'll sign up for a self-led program um, in terms of supporting their mental health. And then if they want the higher contact with more support, they'll come into my program called Honey, which is a life mentoring program. Um, But for me, that's making sure that they have the foundations of their mental health covered. And by the time we work together, they have, you know, a a basic foundation understanding of who they are as a person and, you know, what supports them and triggers them. Um, And then the women who create businesses while we work together in Honey, which just sort of naturally happens if women 
are in their power or humans are in their power, sometimes they're like, actually, there's something I've always wanted to create and they can create it. And then from then on, they can move from honey to what's called the hive, which is my business mentoring program, which is where you came in and did your um, social media marketing consult for us. And it's such an incredible community of women. And I love that. It's so interesting to me that it flows from this, this need of, okay, I need to actually learn more about myself, learn more about how I can look after my mental health Mm. and kind of nourish yourself and do things that energize you. And then it's so interesting that so many people go from there to, I have this creative passion or I have this thing that I've always wanted to do that now I have the courage to do and that you can help them to actually action that. I think that's such an incredible progression. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, it's, it just gives me a lot of hope for humans as well, you know, cause there's a lot of things that I think can dampen our hope for humans and the world, but seeing what happens when they feel really in tune with who they are authentically and they're doing brave things and they're doing things intentionally. It's Mm. really cool to see what happens and what people create when they're feeling like that rather than just operating from like their false self or just constantly in fear or constantly being triggered by the world. It's really it's really nice. And it's also yeah. really nice for me as a business owner for my own boundaries, knowing that because I'm a mental health OT, have my own clients and then support a team of mental health therapists. So I knew from my own like personal self that I didn't want to be constantly mentoring one-to-one mental health clients. So what yes. I created is a self-led course so that they can you know, support themselves through that, have a self-understanding, and then I can work with that because I mean, and you've taught me a lot about dream clients as well, but it's been a journey of knowing what my dream client is to work with one-to-one and Mm. knowing that I, that we want self-led clients, not spoon-fed clients constantly. Yes. Mm. That's such a good, that's such a good distinction. I love it. Mm. So when you started My Marketing Playbook, what was the big marketing challenge that you were facing at the time? What was the thing that you really wanted to sort out in your marketing? Oh my gosh, so much. I think a fair, a big part of it was that a lot of my systems needed to be streamlined. And in the past, I mean, I think I've said this to you, but I'd realized that I had constantly been going to coaches for the support to streamline everything. And it actually wasn't what I needed. I mean, can you correct my terminology, but that's service-based rather than a product, right? So, um, and then I just realized I need a course that takes me through everything, gives me actual content to work through. And I need like the touch points with the course coordinator as well, which it was just, I've been following you for years. So it was the perfect combination of um, who I wanted to be supported by as well as the content. Um, By the time I got there, I just realized that it wasn't emotional and motivating support I needed. I needed direct, clear strategies and fix-ups that I could go in and be like, oh, you know, fuck, I didn't have my, there was no, you know, that um, that tool that you say people look to the top right corner straight away on a website, would never have thought of that. So just knowing that, um, knowing the human behaviours of behind marketing was really important for me as well and something that I hadn't thought of. So I was able to go in there and just tweak so many things that has really worked. 
I love that, Tessa, because it's such a big part for us that we are able to like get to know our students as well, but also do the journey with you. And I think that's really cool that I love hearing what what people have found valuable as well. What has been, you know, the biggest win that you've seen in your business? Because it feels like your business has just kind of really taken taken off. And I'm I'm curious, like, what has been the biggest thing that you've seen in the past, even the past six months in your business? Mm. Uh, for me, like, I'm just going back over your course now and and how that's um, being implemented. So a big part of it is that so much of my time has been saved because the the customer journey on my website has been completely streamlined. So I know what they come to first, what they'll usually come to second and where I want them to go after that, which I've really loved. But for me, actually, I really needed to go back to the basics of, okay, so what is my ideal client? Who do I want yeah. to serve? What is my messaging there? How can I say it clearly? And how can I say it across all my channels? And it's been really lovely for me to actually know what my, like within myself to know what my ideal client is as well. I think that's a really stabilizing thing. Um, So yeah, that was a really, a really big thing. And also I think it's been interesting having two companies with two completely different flavors and separating them because for a little while I was having myself in both and that's just not the case. My mentoring is me, but this therapy clinic needed a whole different voice that didn't need to represent my voice. It needed to represent my client's voice, you know, that we're hoping yeah. to affect, um, yeah. at the clinic. So I found that really important going back to my messaging. And I think it can be really easy as a business owner to skip past that and then wonder why you get stuck. You know, one day yeah. how to make a how to make a reel, how to um, write an email to your email list, how to do all of that. But if you come back to, I constantly bring my business mentoring clients back to. Okay, so how do you want your clients to feel? And we scroll all the way up to the top of this word document they've written at the start, and they're like, oh yeah, okay, cool. I want them to feel warm and supported when they read my email. So it's cutting through a lot of that, cutting through a lot of the noise. Yes. <laughs> it cuts through a lot of that um, confusion and it stops you from, I think, gaslighting yourself a little bit as a business owner to go, actually, I've gone through this. I know my clients. I know what I want to give them and I know how to communicate with them. And coming back to that was really, really important. Yeah. And and the messaging side of things is honestly the foundation of the entire of your entire marketing plan it is it's foundational to the whole thing so I really think when we have clarity on that it's and especially in your space because if you can speak to because what you're doing is so it's very transformational it's really important that you could articulate that transformation in a way that felt tangible to people. Yes. And I feel like you've really shifted that and and been able to do that really clearly, which is a game changer. It's it's incredible. I love I love seeing it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you. It's amazing. So final question for you, Tessa. Since doing my marketing playbook, actually I have two questions left for you. How do you feel now about your business and your marketing on the whole? How how has this kind of helped you to feel more confident in your business? 
It's given me a lot of clarity for one, which I mean is the obvious answer. It's given me a lot of clarity around um, what needs to be done because I think before it's that, you know, throwing things against a wall and hoping it'll work. But it's given me a lot of clarity and it's also I think it's brought me back to integrity in marketing because I think it's funny that we none of us want to be salesy, but if we don't implement the actual marketing slash sales structures, we end up end up panicking and coming off more salesy in the end. <laughs> you know? yes. So like if we don't have a clear way of allowing them to um, read what we're about on our website and let them connect with it that way, if they're saying, I don't know, is it me? We might be panicking and then communicating things in a really odd way or, you know, and not being ourselves yes. when we're marketing ourselves. So I think that's been really lovely for me to feel like I'm in integrity in my marketing. And I think that's a lot of reasons, a lot of um, the reason why women especially don't market because we are f- afraid to voice who we are and what we do and stand up for the products and services that we're selling. Um, but having those structures in place creates a bit of safety within that. And from I'm just thinking from a mental health, personal development lens, I think that gives you the confidence to sell what you're selling when you have that safety and structure in place. So that's what it's given me. Oh, that is amazing. Well, where can people follow you and where can people engage with you? Because I know that there would be people listening who want to check out Honey and potentially want to check out The Hive as well. Um, Can you just share Instagram, website, links and things like that? Yeah, of course. So everything is through um, my Instagram. So it's just Tessa J. Lloyd. You'll be able to find everything there. Um, And my website site's just tessalloyd.com.au. And yeah, everything's all in there. Incredible. Well, we're going to link um, all of that in our show notes, which I encourage you to check out. Tessa, thank you so much for being here today. And thank you for being such a beautiful part of our community. It has been an absolute pleasure having you in our little tribe. And I'm really grateful that you've been able to see some incredible results, but also help others to see some incredible results for their businesses as well. So thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. Well, there you have it. Aren't they incredible? I just love hearing stories of other creatives in business who, when they have a plan, they feel so much more confident. They feel like they can actually take their business to the next level. So if you want in with the My Marketing Playbook Accelerator, like I said at the beginning, the doors are opening soon, but they are only open for a few short days. So if you want to make sure that you know all the details, head on over to Instagram, find me at lalasocialclub.co and send me a DM with the word fast and I will send you all of the wonderful details. I'm so excited to dive into the next 10 weeks with some incredible creative service providers. Okay, my friend, have a wonderful day. I'll see you soon.